0: Welcome to the podcast, And the Church Said. This podcast discusses faith, mental health, church, and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. I am Dr. Monique smith Gatson, and I am your host for this podcast. Consider me your church counselor and consultant who is discipling the body and the members in mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health. I am trained in both psychology and theology, equipped and equipping for the work of the ministry. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. This applies also to our special guests who have opinions and professional insights and expertise of their own. Their contribution is also not to be regarded as therapy. Our aim here is to hold conversation around those important topics regarding the church and mental health. So thank you for joining us for this episode. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to have you to join us on today. Thank you to those of you who continue to listen to us and follow and subscribe and share this podcast. I am so hopeful that you will continue with your support and so grateful for your support thus far. So please continue to share with others about the podcast and encourage them to subscribe or follow. And I also ask that you will please continue to rate our podcast and write a review for us, okay? Believe it or not, those things really do help us as podcasters because there's a sea of podcasts out there, so as you can help me to be found to get this content to people who might find it beneficial, it helps if you would just leave um, a five-star rating and also to write a review. And so won't you go ahead and make yourself a note that at the end of this episode, you will say, I will go and write a review on this episode. Hey, and if you have already, you know, listened to some before, you can go and write a review on some of those previous ones that you've heard. So yeah, I really appreciate your support in that area, okay? So today, our topic will be write this down. Write this down. So before I get into the focus of our discussion, I want to read a passage to you from Exodus 17, which will frame our time together. I will read Exodus 17, 8 through 16. At Rephidim, Amalek came and fought against Israel. Moses said to Joshua, select some men for us and go fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the hilltop with God's staff in my hand. Joshua did as Moses had told him and fought against Amalek while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. While Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed, but whenever he put his hand down, Amalek prevailed. When Moses' hands grew heavy, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat down on it. Then Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until the sun went down. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his army with the sword. The Lord then said to Moses, write this down on a scroll as a reminder and recite it to Joshua. I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek under heaven. And Moses built an altar and named it, the Lord is my banner. He said, indeed, my hand is lifted up toward the Lord's throne. The Lord will be at war with Amalek from generation to generation. And so again, that was Exodus 17, verses 8 through 16. So again, our topic is going to be write this down. Now, this passage is so descriptive and instructive. Here, Moses gives Joshua directions in response to this problem the Israelites were facing. Joshua followed those directions just as Moses instructed him. Moses, along with her and Aaron, went up to the top of the hill. Moses told Joshua that's where he would be with God's staff in his hand. Remember that staff from back in Exodus 4 when God asked what was in Moses' hand? God used the staff by turning it into a snake and then back into a staff? God said, this will take place so those who doubt that you, Moses, was sent might believe. Okay, that was a trip down memory lane. But Moses, Aaron, and her are at the top of the hill. As Moses held up his hands, Israel prevailed. And when Moses' hands grew heavy, um, Amalek would prevail. So when his hands grew heavy, they took a stone and they put it under him and he sat down and then Aaron and her supported his hands. One got on one side of him, the other got on the other side. And quick pause, isn't this a beautiful image of caretaking, of being with someone, helping them when they are fatigued in quite a practical and a very tangible way? Yeah, I I just think it's just a beautiful image. So I just wanted to say, okay. So back to what I'm saying. Okay, Moses's hands remained steady until the sun went down. Joshua defeated Amalek and his army. And after this event, God spoke to Moses and told him, write this down on a scroll as a reminder and recite it to Joshua. I will blot out the memory of Amalek under heaven. Write this down. So for those who listen to me regularly, regularly, you know that I am a huge proponent of writing this down. Yes, back to journaling. I, I talked recently about journaling being a way to preserve things that we treasure And that was in episode 88. So you can go back and listen to that one to hear those insights about journaling that I shared in that particular episode. So I'm highlighting journaling again, but this time I'm focusing on journaling being a way to remember what God has done for us. So journals can preserve things that we have experienced that we want to remember those details for the days and the months or the years to come, or also that we will want generations to come to also remember. As Moses stated, as he declared, the Lord is my banner, the Lord will be at war with Amalek from generation to generation. So this was something that they were recording for the generations to come to remember. Those generations needed to know how God prevailed and how instrumental Moses, Joshua, Aaron, and her were were in fulfilling the plans of God. As I have stated before, as I review my own personal journals for events that transpired previously, it brings to mind not only that experience, but all of the details that were leading up to that experience. When I reflect on those details, every little detail, I see where God has met me and meets me in my life. So I'm going to review real quickly and define journaling. Miriam Webster defines journaling as to keep a personal journal, to enter or record daily thoughts and experiences, etc., in a journal. And so then the word journal is defined as a record of experiences, ideas, or reflection kept regularly for private use, or an account of day-to-day events. So I want to note that because some people say, oh, I'm not good at journaling because I don't journal every day. And you don't have to journal every day. It says you can, you can journal regularly. So for some people, it may be once a week. For some people, it may be once a month. For some people, it may be every day. It just varies. So we don't want to get so hung up on how often you journal. We just want to do it as a regular practice. Also, I want to review what Kenneth Boa says about journaling as a spiritual discipline. I've said this before, but I think it's worth repeating for this particular episode. Boa says this about journaling. Many people have found that keeping a spiritual diary heightens their understanding of the unique process of spiritual formation through which God has been taking them. By recording our insights, feelings, and the stream of our experiences, we clarify the progress of our spiritual journey. This discipline relates closely to those of prayer, meditation, and study. Journaling enhances personal reflection, encourages us to record perspectives we have received from scripture, and serves as another form of prayer. So journaling indeed can be a means of spiritual formation as what um, Kenneth Boa, as how he defines journaling. And so that's what I want to focus on today, how we can write this down, writing things down as a mean of spiritual formation. So as I have mentioned before, there is plenty of research that supports the therapeutic benefits of journaling. I will be talking about these Quite frequently, and we'll do some more focused episodes on some of those benefits specifically. And I am still planning for us to have an opportunity to gather in our online community, the church, remember, stands for Caring for Hearts with Unwavering Restoration in Christian Hope. This, I intend, as I said before, to be the safe space where we can come together and learn more and to participate in our own emotional, mental, relational, and spiritual well being as a means of discipleship. Because I wholeheartedly believe that these areas are the means that we need to be equipped for the work of the ministry. Okay. And so our goal in that online community is going to be to facilitate that process, to just be a support and to help us to um, have some guided journaling sessions at times. So in episode 31, which was a midweek service to the church episode, so it was not like the episode 31 that is published on Sundays. This one would have been published probably either on a Wednesday or Thursday. So you have to look for midweek episode 31. But in that episode, I introduced the journaling workbook that I had created with scientific research in mind to help us to begin or to structure that practice of journaling for those who may not know how to start. And as I have said beforehand, it's only one means, it's a format, okay? But it is there with the scientific research kind of informing the creation of it as a means to start. So if the Lord wills, and I trust that he gave me this gave me this desire as I seek to know his will for me, that we will um, do this and we will do this later on. So there will be more information to come about the journaling and the online community. So y'all stay tuned. okay? But for now, I want to focus on journaling as a means of spiritual formation as a tool that is used to pass the faith to future generations. This week, February will step onto the scene. I cannot believe it, but it's almost here. Typically, February is the month where there is an increased awareness and focus on black history. And at the time of this episode being published, which will be January the 30th, 2022, we are in a time and a place um, in history where there are various attempts to erase historical events. Can you imagine that? But this is really all I'm going to say about that. Just suffice it. For the point of my conversation, to say this it is a very real thing that is happening in time at this time. And it is scary to think that people want to erase or ignore or deny actual events that happened. And yes, some of these are horrific and some of them are traumatizing, and they are events that we would rather not remember, but remember we must. So I'm so grateful for the historians and the photojournalists and journalists and writers and educators and other professionals and people who seek to preserve actual events as they happened. They're not skewed from a personal or political perspective. They are just straight giving the facts as they are. The facts that is. I'm grateful that they see their vocation, their call, as one that is bigger than them. That this will outlast them. Their attempts to preserve history and historical events as they are will inform future generations and connect them to previous events in time. So what does all of this have to do with journaling as a spiritual discipline and as a means of spiritual formation? Well, think about this. What if Moses did not write it down? If he did not follow God's instructions to write those events down, what do the future generations have about knowing the Lord is my banner? What context do they have? What will it mean to them if there is a disconnect or a a not knowing at all? Can't you hear the teens, the adolescents in Bible study? What What does it have to do with me about God being a banner? What does even a banner mean? Yeah, but God told Moses to write this down. Why? as a reminder and to be recited. So can't you hear the conversation in the future? Picture the family sitting around sharing what happened on that day, sitting around the table with the children and the story could go something like this. Yep, so this is the day that Joshua defeated the Amalek's. Why don't don't they bother you anymore? because the Lord will be at war with them from that day until this day and days in the future. This is how we came to understand the Lord is my banner. That is why we say this. Moses wrote about that day when he consulted with Joshua about the strategy to fight Amalek. Thank God that Joshua followed that plan to a T. Because while Joshua fought, Moses held up his hands and Israel prevailed. And man, Israel was whipping up on those Amaleks. But they say, when his hands came down, the Amaleks prevailed. Yeah, that was quite scary. But thank God Aaron and her, her were with him. They sat him down on a stone, And one stood on one side of him and the other stood on the other side of him. And by the time the sun went down, his hands were steady and stayed up because Aaron and her held up his hands. And that's how Joshua defeated the Amaleks. And this is why we remind y'all, the Lord is your banner. So remember this, Now, when you have an enemy in your life or a big problem that you don't know how to overcome, seek God and then follow his instructions. If he instructs you to take someone with you, do so. You see how instrumental it was to have Aaron and her there? So every person has a part to play toward victory. So don't you ever discount how the Lord wants to use you and he will use you. You do your part. Yes, you, even you. Yes, you, little one, you do your part. And when the Lord shows himself to you as your banner, you write it down and you remind others, remind your children and you recite it to them. I imagine there's going to be someone who will say to you, now, where did you get that from? And you can reply with confidence. Moses wrote it on the scroll on this date, B.C. That's why it's important to write this down. Well, I imagine that's how I will tell future generations of the things that God has done. My little creative take there. I know I have done so with my own daughters. This is what I prayed. This is what I felt God said to do. This is what I did. And this is how God showed up. This is how I came to know God as my banner. And daughters, you can too. Because I wrote this down just like Moses. And I hope you will write this down too. So listeners, I hope you will start journaling as a means to remind, to remind you and others to recite the events of what God has done in your life. This spiritual discipline, I do believe, has therapeutic benefits because when I tend to fret and and worry about a situation, I can review those journals from times gone by and see all of the intricate details of the situation. How exactly I cried out to God about those circumstances and how God showed himself to me. It can decrease my anxiety. It calms my worried mind. It slows my accelerated heart rate. I gain clarity and an assurance that God is with me, even in all of the fret and the anxiety. Now, as he was then. These reminders grow our faith. These reminders propel us to share with others of the things that God has done in our lives. And this grows us up in the faith as we now seek to encourage and equip others. It also helps our mental and our emotional well-being. Because we can exchange our worry for contentment, our anxiety for peace, our fear for courage, or our assurance that God is with us, even in those emotions. So make it a practice this year to write this down. Again, I want to remind you of the resource that I have, Session Notes, Intimate Times with God. It's available and there is a link in the show notes. Remember that that one is just designed to help you approach situations that overwhelm in ways by breaking those situations down into smaller segments that we can kind of get our minds around the smaller pieces but we will come forth with plans in the future again to discuss the online community where we will be journaling together. Just wanted to remind you of that resource. But today's focus, to write this down, is to inform us of how we can use journaling as a means of spiritual formation. Moses was instructed to write this down. To remind, it was a way to keep a record of the events surrounding Joshua's defeat of Amalek. To recite, to tell future generations of those events connecting them to their history and understanding the faith of their ancestors and their elders. We make journaling a discipline by engaging in the practice of it. Choose how often you want to engage. Remember, it does not have to be every day. I suggest maybe starting with those events in your life where you know you have encountered the Lord, when he really came through for you. And don't forget to include all of the things You know, those worries and those concerns, the anxieties, the crying, the prayers, and then how God showed himself to you. In time, then you may want to do this daily. Just sit and consider how you encountered God in that day. And even if you feel like you didn't, you can walk away with a heightened sense of practicing his presence and then writing about those encounters. However, our hope is today you have found benefit and inspiration about journaling. As you reflect on what God has done in your life, write this down. So until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear. Listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. After you have heard my call to simply write this down, what will be your response? And the church said.